We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, come on, Richard Sherman. He's going after fantasy football. So let's listen to Richard Sherman talk about this, and then we'll respond. A lot of people, a lot of fans out there, you know, have have... have looked at players even less like people because of fantasy football and things like that. You go, you say, oh, man, this guy got hurt. You're not thinking, hey, man, this guy got hurt. He really, you know, he's really physically hurt, and he's going to take time to recover, and it's probably going to affect his mental state and his physical state. And, you know, now he has a long, rigorous rehab. You're thinking, oh, man, he's messing up my fantasy team. And I think that's why you've seen the frustration from a lot of guys, a lot of players saying they don't, they don't care about your fantasy team. They don't care about how it affects your fantasy because these are real players. This is real life. You know, this is real life for them. This is their real job. Okay, a couple of things. I hate when people tweet at players or if they see him at training camp or something, go, you're on my fantasy team. I think that's ridiculous yes. when people do that. Or if someone has a bad game, they'll tweet at them nasty stuff. Oh, you screwed up my fantasy week. All right, now getting that out of the way. Of course that's way the way the people think, Richard. I mean, do you really expect everybody to go, oh, man, he hurt his knee. I'm really worried about his physical and mental state. That's not the way anybody handles strangers in any walk of life. And the fact that they're that interested in what you do in your profession you know, drives this league to the popularity that it's at, and you should be happy about that. It's something that you need to accept. There's a lot of idiots out there that are really disrespectful when it comes to fantasy, and unfortunately, those are the voices that are heard the most, and it frustrates players but just like we talk about how you know one out of every hundred NFL players is a problem and the other 99 guys are doing good things and living their life the right way you know one out of every hundred fantasy football players is that idiot that's on Twitter ripping you because of his stupid fantasy football team and you got to understand that you know people watch the NFL love the NFL partly because they have their own stake in it, whether it's gambling or fantasy football, and that's not a bad thing. No, and you can't expect empathy from those who are watching you perform on the field. Now, your local fan base, your fans you around the country, maybe they have some for you, but the lion's share folks, nah, probably not. Oh, he got hurt. Okay, on to the next one. And 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 that's – how the game is. That's how coaches are. Move the drill. That's exactly that's, what I was going to say. That's what they do. That's what GMs do, right? right. right. You're hurt. I got to put somebody else in there. Right. I don't really care. I'll give you a pat on the ass. That's about it. That's that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. And, and, and you should understand that going in. And that's why players are conditioned to go out there and play hurt. I mentioned Nicholson, number 35, and that's secondary for Washington last night. The guy has a bum shoulder, but he's still out there banging into wide receivers and ball carriers and goes out of the game, comes back into the game. And, and that's just how you you're taught to play uh, football. You have to play hurt. You have to play injured. It's unfortunate, uh, but that happens. And now in this day and age where fantasy football is, is huge and has driven the, the game to new heights, you're going to have those who just look at you as a piece of meat. Yeah, Get but, used to it, but right. you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you don't have to buy into it, and you don't have to go out there and and uh, admonish those who do that because the majority of folks will, will not look at you like that. There are some who will do and they will voice that yeah and and i think that 
you know, being upset about that is yeah. just such an exercise in, in futility. I just I don't agree. I don't understand. I mean, think about it. Richard Sherman said some really good stuff about you know the CBA and the NFL and the Players Association, those things, and and that's where his focus should go on. I mean, taking on the fans and what they like to do with the game is just you're swimming upstream with mm-hmm. that one. You really are. Like take away gambling and like you all right, so you want to get more guaranteed money. And part of your argument is going to be, well, look how popular the NFL is. You take away the two things that you've complained about in your last two press conferences, gambling and fantasy football. You want to talk about real numbers being dropped and ratings and the reasons why? Then bring that to your bargaining table and and, and see how that works out. So it's just, I mean, but and then again, though, the other side of it, if you're a fantasy football player, if your guy stinks for a day, don't write something nasty on Twitter to grow up. I know it's going to be impossible to change everybody's mind on that. Yeah. But if you ever have the urge to do that or if you ever do that again, just grow the hell up, will you? Of course they don't care. And just like the players shouldn't care about what you're saying, you really shouldn't care that much about it where you got to reach out with a personal attack to right. somebody on Twitter. Come Stop on. it. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm upset. I'm screaming at Terrence Williams because all he does is celebrate and drop passes <laughs> like he did Sunday. But I get over it. Yeah, I don't reach out and touch the guy. I don't try to call him up or send him a Dear John letter. None of that. I just vent, and then I move past it and wait for the next Sunday and him to drop more passes and do the first down sign. You know, when a guy doesn't perform on any one of my fantasy lineups, I blame myself more than I blame the guy. I'm like, man, I should have seen that coming. Should have gone in a different direction. Should have known he was going to suck again, right? right? I mean, right, exactly. Like, why did I do that? Oh, it makes too much sense now. I should have gone with this guy instead of that. I don't get on the player. No. I get on me. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. You little virtual GM. <laughs> Certainly. It's your problem. All right. Uh, a guy who has not started might be a part of some fantasy teams in the future. We're going to get a look at on Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings coming up in just less than a week. And that is Mitchell Trubisky Mm -hmm. will start for the Chicago Bears. Knew that was going to happen. And this guy, I will guarantee, will be a star for one reason. Actually, I don't think he will be. But for one reason. In 2008, on Monday Night Football, who debuted against the Minnesota Vikings was Aaron Rodgers. And I went to that game. I might have an opportunity to go to this game, but I'm not positive yet. If I'm at this, if I end up going to this Monday night game, all right, and I'm in that building, Mitchell Trubisky will end up being a Pro Bowler and win a Super Bowl. You want to go? <laughs> if, if I don't go, then he'll be he'll he'll be crap. That's the way I believe. But all kidding aside, I'm st- I have to stick to my opinion on it, right? Even though he looked great in the preseason, there's. I mean, I, what are you going to put into that, into any stock into it? So I, I was steadfast in saying Deshaun Watson was going to be the better player. It was nuts to pass on him. And I don't, can't believe that Trubisky, you trade up and do all the stuff that you did to get him. So even though he's the talk of the town and he looked great in the preseason, I'm sticking by it that Mitchell Trubisky is not going to be your franchise quarterback. I didn't love what I saw from him at North Carolina. And I really do believe that when we look back at this draft, passing on Deshaun Watson and trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky will be the thing they'll be talked about for years. Uh, it may be. You, you're correct. And and you go back to the Jordan Michael Jordan comparison, Dabo Sweeney, uh, Deshaun Watson's coach there at Clemson, of course, made. And how many people 
were taken prior to the Chicago Bulls taking Michael Jordan. And, and, and look how, not saying those guys didn't have great careers, but Michael Jordan, of course, we, we know what type of legacy he left behind once he hung up his, his sneakers. But I, I think this is the right move. And D.A. and I discussed this the other day. I believe it was D.A. and I discussing this. I had so many co-hosts last week while Gio was moonlighting for his new gig uh, that uh, I, I can't keep track of it. But uh, my point was stick him in there. What do you have to lose? Put him in there. Find out if he has it or he doesn't have it. Find out whether or not you made a mistake. You read this guy wrong. You evaluated him incorrectly. Find out right now. And some of you, well, you may ruin his confidence. Well, if you ruin his confidence this early, you shouldn't have picked him anyway, damn it. You want to know what type of confidence he has. You want to know how he deals with adversity. Can he snap back from throwing a pick? Can he handle the pressure of being in the spotlight at the National Football League? Why not find out sooner than later? This whole ruining uh, his confidence. And no, we're not in that day and age where a guy could sit for a few years behind a star and learn the game. Maybe you have that in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, but that's a luxury right now. You don't find that in a lot of these with a lot of these organizations. So if you go and you draft, you move up to get a guy that high, stick him in there, see if he can handle it. And and Troy Aikman got the hell beat out of him. Right. I mean, well, back in the day when you would sit guys, he got pummeled. And look how that turned out for him. And not everyone's going to be Troy Aikman because it's hit or miss with these quarterbacks. I understand that. But I would rather find out right now, is this guy going to be my guy? And I think the Chicago Bears are doing the right thing. They need something to electrify this offense. And if Mitchell Trubisky can show showcase some of the ability he did in preseason, and I know it was preseason, but he was a guy that was moving around, getting out of harm's way. He's going to take some risks, but you just have to live with that. That's one of my main points I always talk about with quarterbacks in this situation is I'm a firm believer that if a guy's going to be great, He's going to be great no matter what situation that he is put in, in as far as a quarterback goes. You look at Peyton Manning, his first year, terrible. You look at Troy Aikman, his first year, terrible. Those guys panned out to be pretty damn good. Just because you throw somebody into the fire doesn't mean that's going to ruin them. Yes. If you're good, you're good, and you will find that out. I don't think that just because Brady Quinn was brought into the Brown situation that this guy would have been a Pro Bowl quarterback winning championships on another team. I just think that certain guys like that, they're just not good enough right. to be good. <laughs> it's, it's right, and you find out now. All cliches, but I, I really do believe <laughs> that, 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 that that's the case. So you have 11 days. They play on Thursday night, then they play on Monday night. It's the longest stretch you can have without actually having a bye in the NFL. This is the time to get them ready, yeah. and we'll see. And, and Bears fans right now, there's nothing better than potential. You haven't seen them play in a regular season game yet. Your season is what it is so far. This is very, very exciting for you. You start them at home. It is a division game against a tough defense, but just who cares about the spot he's in now? Now's the time to see what he's got. Yeah, figure and, it out. And and if you have to cut bait after giving him all that money, you have to cut bait. But that that's part of the deal, and you know that going in. Something I'm going to keep in mind is we had Greg Cosell on in the preseason, and it was right after the Mitchell Trubisky unbelievable preseason game where mm-hmm. he came in. It was the first time we saw him, and he was great yeah. right down the field and a touchdown. And, and he basically said, all right, you know, you look good. He was accurate. Right. But, I mean, this is bare-bones stuff in the preseason. They asked him to do nothing right. that they're going to ask him to right. do in the regular season. Don't get all that excited about it. You know, he looked okay, but fine. So that's something I'm going <laughs> to keep in mind Of course, with this one. And now 
I, I hate being this guy, and if I end up being wrong, then I'm wrong. But now I have to root against Trubisky. I have to do it. Not only because of the Vikings-Bears thing, but just I've been so strong yeah. in this Deshaun Watson-Trubisky thing that now I just have to. He can't be good. So I've got to root against him. And I'm, I'm going to be like Pete Prisco and Russell Wilson. Like, even when he's good, I'm going to find a reason to say that he's oh, not good. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like, there you go. Learn oh, yeah. how to hate. Right, like 27 for 30, uh, 389 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, he, there was a couple of throws in there. Man, just real yeah, bad. What, he took that sack in the fourth quarter <laughs> when they were up by 15. You know, like, that's what I'm going to have to do. Whatever it takes to fit your agenda, right? Of course. Yeah, you well, framed the narrative. I that's got what you. I'm going to have to do with I this guy. You. I mean, hey, I've been hating on him for a long time. What do you think is going to happen? I think he's going to come in and he, he's going to move this offense. I, I think with his athletic ability, he, he will, you know, come in and, and play – I think he'll play okay. All right. uh, he's going to make some rookie mistakes, but he'll play okay, and he'll he'll quickly find out that that preseason stuff, ah, that's nothing, man. That was bare-bones football. This here, when they start game planning for your ass, that's your ass. Yeah. And we'll see how they protect for him, but he's got some, you know, he's got a running game if you can get the quarterback to play well. I mean, and in fairness to Mike Glennon, who I've not been a fan of, uh, and, and and it's partly his his former head coach Tom O'Brien there at NC State who pretty much told Russell Wilson to get going because uh, we like this pro style guy, a uh, guy with the big arm, the guy who's six six and all that. So Russell Wilson, all he does is go to Wisconsin, immediately becomes a team captain, takes him to the Rose Bowl. That's all he did, you know. And then gets drafted in the third round, t- wins a Super Bowl. That's it. So Mike Glennon, though, you know, it, 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 it's I'm not gonna. I say this all the time. You don't begrudge anybody. Getting money. They want to give a guy who's upside down his wins and losses $15 million. Fine. Wish they'd give it to me. Uh, but he, he has not displayed that he's an excellent quarterback and he's someone that should be paid that large. And that being said, the guy has a pretty good completion percentage. I mean, he's in the 60s, like 65, 67. He's throwing he, too many picks. He's thrown, that's where I was going to go. He's thrown too many picks. He's upside down there, touchdowns and picks. I think he's four and five or four and six uh, touchdowns to interceptions. Uh, so that's the problem. And, and so he knew he was a placeholder. He was aware of that. Oh, I don't uh, think that, he did know that. See, that's where I disagree because, remember, they gave him all that money and then they tr- traded up and drafted Trubisky. And if you remember, the look on his face at that draft party was like, what? That just happened. Well, so he knew once the draft was over, he was a placeholder. He got his money. Now you're a placeholder. And uh, this day would come if he didn't go out and, and play, uh, have exemplary play, and he hasn't had that aside from the completion percentage. We touched on it earlier, but the news from Derek Carr, just not good. Uh, it was back spasms. Now it's like. He got a broken bone. That's yeah. what all that transverse process means. Yeah, I mean, that's just. I just say what he had. I mean, There's a bone broken in his back. He's right. he going to be lamping for a while. <laughs> you know what? You're right, though. I mean, yeah. why do we have to. I mean, transverse process. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it sounds yeah. like you're traveling somewhere. Right. Are <laughs> uh, you going to transfer to where? <laughs> so just tell us he broke his back. <laughs> I'm going to Pros- I mean, Prospect, Colorado, somewhere, yeah. Arizona, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what he broke a bone. Yeah, this team, man, just sucks for them. And and we'll see how they play with E.J. Manuel as the quarterback. But, I mean, Crabtree's out. Cooper's bad. having a terrible yeah. game. I mean, he didn't look he, right. He didn't look bad, mm-hmm. but – I mean, this season that Amari Cooper's having, I mean, their run game, even though Marshawn Lynch is there, it's still, like, not that great. I mean, they're just uh, – they need Derek Carr there. Derek Carr is 
is is the 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 stir that straw that stirs the what is it the, <laughs> the stir, straw straw that stirs straw that stirs the drink yes. there it is yeah, yeah so he's he's that mm-hmm. and w- and without him they're nothing the there. drink is stirring the straw right yeah we're trying it's just nothing the drink being isn't stirred it's just sitting there it's just sitting there it's, it's right. gross it's the things are separated stagnant all the, the alcohol's on the bottom yeah, yeah. It's just sunk yeah it's just they're That's they're it. they're ballless they're they're just, they're castrato. Wow. When they have, they don't have their car. That's what they are? Castrato. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. No, no ball. They're steers. Yeah. That's they just raid, not Geldings. They're, yeah, they they geldings. should be the Oakland Unix. geldings without yeah. them. I'm with so, you. So, okay. Good luck. <laughs> Ooh, I think we cleared that up. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. <laughs> we did. And I, mm-hmm. I'm i a Raiders guy. I'm a Derek Carr guy, but they're nothing. They're, they're just, yeah, they're yeah. like his video, his music video it's now. They're worse. They're worse Weak. than that. Yeah, Whack. he had um, his brother in there too, huh? Oh, did he? I didn't I think, I think I saw his brother in there. With okay. Yeah. Oh, while Derek Carr gets uh, ready to to get back on the field, we know exactly what he needs. Ex- yeah, that's right. Right. And that's what. Yeah. Here's the truth. Many of you have simply had it. You struggled with pain long enough, and you want what I wanted. One hundred percent drug free answer to your pain. For my answer to pain after a professional career in football, yes, of course, I'm talking about Relief Factor. But the really big news is that anybody. Anybody struggling with pain can lower or even eliminate your pain with this wonderful product. My problem was my elbow. It was bothering me. I get in the yoga class, couldn't do my chaturanga. Every time I went down to do that yoga push-up, there was pain, inflammation in my elbow. But you know what? It is gone. You know, maybe you don't have that problem, but maybe you'd like to play golf or tennis again without pain or take those nice long walks again. Or how about sleeping through the night again without pain? Neck, back, shoulder, hip, and knee pain can simply be awful. Here's what I suggest. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start, a super value of just $19.95, so you can see if it will help you like it did for me. relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Eighty-four. This is Hall of Fame running back Curtis Martin, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Did you see the last inside the NFL, Ray Lewis? Oof. No, we talked about it. Oh. I don't know what the hell he was saying. Ah, yeah. I was not on one knee. Yeah. I was on two knees. We needed uh, J.B. Smooth to translate. Not one knee, but two knees. Mm-hmm. I was on both my knees. If I had a third one, I would have been on that one, too. Can you believe that he said, too, because he was talking about how Shannon Sharp's and critical of him? Mm-hmm. He said, I know. He goes, you got my phone number, my brother. Yeah. Call me like a man. We talked about that. Meanwhile, yep. he, when he yep. criticized Joe Flacco mm-hmm. on TV. Man to man. No, on his social media. Gives a Twitter apology. Yeah. To man, uh, I'm going to talk to you man to man. I got to say this, man to man. Yeah, yeah man okay. to man. Phony baloney. And you put on your pants one leg at a time just mm-hmm. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I jump in mine, dog. Marimba in the background. I get on the bed and jump in them tight, skinny jeans. That's right. Don't let too many people know, because yeah. they're going to judge you anyway. That's right. Don't let nobody anyway. know. I ain't let nobody know right now. Anyway. People said, anybody. people said I was on a knee for the anthem. I was on no knee. I was on two knees. Anyway. I was talking to Jesus. Which is two, not one. is a difference. Yeah. One knee, two knee. Yeah. Three, like, if I had three knees, spot. I'd be down on that third one, too. I'd be, like, like cover two. Yeah, three knees. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my ah. knees. So, too. <laughs> I need some knee pain. I can't say I'm sorry, my brother. Uh, move on. Keep moving. You move on, Ray. I mean, keep doing the great work in the community, man, but move on. Your name is in my Bible. Yeah, oh, damn. I mean, the blessing's gonna go just wash over me. Bible. Yeah, I feel cleansed right now. Oh, Ray. Ray. All right. Ray, Ray. So anyway, Phil Simpson, five minutes. Andrew Bogus now. 
Bible. Wait, wait. It's still cleansing. Oh, you're still, you're not done that yet. That Holy Ghost. Oh, wait. Oh, oh it comes another knee. Four oh, knees. Oh, we yeah. got four oh, knees. Knee. Put him in my back, dog. <laughs> we got yeah. four knees in the mix Oh, now. yeah. That's a massage ah, knee oh. right there. Mm, Get deep in yeah. that transverse process. Ah, oh, Ooh, I feel it transversing, too. And I love the process. La, 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 la. Yeah. I he's couldn't gonna, help. He's going to start I speaking in tongues that. on Inside the NFL. All I want to say, JB, is... Bola sa la la la. Bola sa, bola si, bola sa sa sa. Okay, we can get you right right quick. Chef, you hear that? Hey, makahana ho. Yeah. Hakuna Matata, Ray. Yeah. You know what he does, too, is like he'll go on these long rants, and then he'll say, you know, Phil, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, then Phil's just got to nod like, oh, uh-huh. we got to ask Phil about yeah, that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, First like, question to Phil, you'd be like, why you be lying, Phil? <laughs> why you lying, man? Like, you know, I'll be in these communities. I'll be walking with these people. They're poverty, these neighborhoods. They got nothing. You know what I'm talking about, Phil. And Phil's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, you know, we're going to get him. I can't wait for the call. That's my yeah. first Phil, why you lying? And meanwhile, Phil's been living in a neighborhood where they pay $50,000. <laughs> dollars in property taxes for the last 30 years. Not you all know? his life, though. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Give me a break. He can go, back. Doing it last he week. Can yeah. go back to the Moorhead State days. Blue ribbon schools. And, you know, That's he, now. <laughs> what I'm just saying. That's now. I don't live in the same neighborhood I used to live in, but I remember what it was like. You know what I'm talking about, Phil. Oh, I'm going to ask him. Why you lying was to? translating, too. He's like, so what you're saying, Ray, <laughs> yeah, is... Know. To be perfectly clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell he's saying. Don't look at me. Oh, mm. no. This last thing is... Yeah, I'm done now. Yeah, what he said. Right. <laughs> All right, yeah. now, on to the highlights. Yeah, you feel me now? Uh-huh. You feel me, Whitey? Yeah. Yeah, what? What's your rebuttal? None, because you didn't understand a word he said, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, let's lamp then. Please go lamp. All right, Bogus. What's happening? Uh, from the Panthers practice squad to the Chiefs active roster in Monday Night Football, Harrison Butker kicked a tie-breaking 43-yard field goal. What happened at that man's ago. last name? I did it before. I did. That's German, isn't it? Butka. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs went to 4 0 with a 29 20 final, courtesy of Justin Houston's 13 yard fumble return touchdown as time expired. All after Alex Smith helped the Chiefs erase a quick 10 nothing hole with passing and rushing touchdowns. You might not, but Andy Reid loves his QB. I've told you before, I love having this guy. I mean, he's everything you want as a coach and, and uh, comes to work every day. He's the first one and the last one. All these things that you're supposed to do, <clears throat> he does. Little meat cough there. <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Let me get that pepperoni yeah. out of my throat. You know, I feel like he's got some massive coughing fits, Andy Reid. Like he's one of those guys that you're not sure is going to make it. Like, <laughs> like he's in his office, his face is all. That's gross. Andy, all right? <laughs> he definitely looks like people slapping him on the back. Just a chunk of sausage comes out. <laughs> nose. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins' team is two and that two. That is nasty, man. <laughs> Sorry, it just like, takes one to know one. I've Gross. been there. I've been there. <laughs> you know, meat coming out of your nose. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah. Oh. On a good day, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. On a good day. You know you've had a nice day when you've got, like, chopped oh, meat coming yeah. out of your nose. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, corner, Taco Tuesday. Corner Josh. <laughs> Beef rockets. You are gross, man. Magicians, full 
Andy Reid's got cold cuts. Bologna, salami, press ham, liverwurst. What you want? Josh Norman broke a rib last night, by the way. He will likely. Wrapping in some provolone. Multiple weeks. Andy Reid comes over from the other locker room. Hold on, I can help you out. I feel bad. You know, here's a slice of Capicola. He just sticks to his rib. <laughs> yeah, hold that there for about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eat it. <laughs> uh, Titans QB Marcus. Mariotto. Is day-to-day with a strained hamstring. Raiders QB Derek Carr will miss at least two weeks with a fracture in his lower back. Vikings rookie running back Dalvin Cook tore his left ACL Sunday. And running back Doug Martin is officially done with his four-game PED suspension in Tampa Bay but he's not sure how much he'll play Thursday night against the Patriots. The NFL has more paperwork to file this morning with the 5th U.S. Court of Appeals. Following yesterday's hearing with the union over Ezekiel Elliott's six-game domestic violence suspension, the court should make a ruling fairly quickly after receiving the league's brief. Louisville's athletic board approving the efforts to fire Rick Pitino with cause because maybe he helped funnel money to a recruit's family. Patino maintains his innocence. A $44 million buyout hangs in the balance. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward made their Celtics preseason debut last night. Nine points, three assists, 19 minutes for Irving. Five points, five boards, 16 minutes for Hayward in a 94-82 defeat of the Hornets in Boston. From 100 losses to the AL wildcard game, the Twins will start Irving Santana against the Yankees in the Bronx tonight. It means a lot. It means uh... Our coaches, our team, has trust me, trust me to be in the big spot. Not sure who relieves Santana once the Yankees start hitting him in the second <laughs> inning. Uh, the Yankees man. will play game one in Cleveland on uh, Thursday night. And the John Yankees' finest hour. Coppolella oh, has resigned as Braves GM as Major League Baseball investigates him for violations while signing international free agents. President John Hart runs things for now, and this move uh, does not necessarily change a decision coming on manager... Brian Snitker? That doesn't seem like this first name, but I think it is. So let's go back to you, Snitker. Brett. It's yes. definitely Snitker, but for some reason, Brian didn't sound right as, as I was reading it. Well, Butker, Snitker. You got any more? Come full circle. Go Twins. Yeah, right. Okay, joining us right now is Phil Sims. Oh, he's here? Yeah, he's taping the Inside the NFL program on Showtime today, and that'll air a little bit later in the night. And then, of course... Now on the NFL today. Phil, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Greg and Brian, good morning to you. No, I couldn't come there in person, Brian, because I didn't want to go on Showtime with a headache from hearing you yell at me the whole time. <laughs> oh, I would never yell at you, but I am going to start by yelling at you. Why you be lying on uh, Showtime, man? <laughs> Why you lying, Phil? Why you... it's, a lot, it's a lot more fun to lie than tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you lying, man. You don't know what the hell Ray Lewis is saying. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I do know what he's saying, that's for sure. Hey, hey, look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a pretty smart guy, I think. I play quarterback. Hey, I look across that desk and I see a man that has arms bigger than my thighs. That, no, I'm not going to disagree with nothing. Well, so, he, can't, he, can't, he can't hit you now, baby. Come on. Uh, you never know. I just know one thing. Boy, I, I, when I look at Ray Lewis, I go, he was born... And it has the genetics to do one thing. has to play football. Man, middle linebacker sitting, suited him perfectly. So I, that, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he's put together like one you played with in Harry Carson. Oh, yeah, you're right. Good comparison, Harry Carson. First time I get under center, 
I look across the line of Giant Training Camp, and I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I, down at Moorhead State, I never saw a defensive lineman the size of Harry Carson. Right. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. What's the over-under on the Ray Lewis monologue tonight? Is it nine and a half minutes? No, no monologues tonight. No, uh, we'll, we'll bring him back down to earth. We'll see. Um, might have a few things, few things to say early in the show. I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll 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 get it going. It's a very entertaining show on Showtime. You right. need to check it out with Phil, JB, Ray Lewis, Boomer Sice, and they had Keegan Michael Key on last week. It was Sweet. a lot of fun. Oh my so. gosh! Yeah, he's a funny dude, huh? Funny dude, and and Greg, not to interrupt you, but like a real fan, a Lions and, fan, big Lions oh fan. Oh my yeah. gosh, he knew. He was telling me this, this, and the backup guard. I like this. I'm like, oh man! You start talking about backup offensive linemen, you are you got a right. You know, you're a stalker. You get <laughs> you get so into the weeds, man, dude. So all of us ticked against the Lions last week, and oh my gosh, you know, all the people in Detroit, everybody, they all went crazy. Yeah, they ticked against us, and look what we did. I said, you know, you shouldn't be alarmed. You should be happy. If you looked at my picking record, you want me to pick against you. <laughs> you know, it's like this week, these games that I've never seen a season where just trying to pick a winner is so hard because every game you go, man, I, I don't know. I'm just going to just guess here. And, and you right. know, we all know quite a bit about the game. I know the matchups and all that. It's just it's tough to figure out. You know what tells me? There's just a, there's so many really good players in the NFL. It's hard to go out there and dominate on a consistent basis. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I would agree with you. There's so much parity in the league, and, and I like that from a picking standpoint, not so much, but from a, a, a fan and an entertainment standpoint, I think it's great. Uh, right move for the Chicago Bears to plug in the rookie Trubisky? Oh well, that, that's that's a no brainer. I mean, I was watching the game last Thursday night, and and I knew that uh, you know, look, uh, we we all been involved in the game. I know the dynamics, the politics, everything that goes and in, goes into a number one quarterback sitting behind a starter, and the starter's got to do two things: he's got to light it up, and they got to win, and he's got to do both. If he just wins the game and squeaks by, it might not be enough to keep his job. He could play great, and they lose. Well, you know, there's this one play. So they were always looking for the spot to bring him in. And in the short week, was they weren't going to do it just with a couple of days of practice. So now they get the extra practice or two. They play on Monday night. It was the perfect time. And, and you know, when they paid Mike Glennon all that money during the offseason, for this year, really, they knew what they were doing. They knew in the back of their minds, or they had already set their minds to the fact that they were going to draft the quarterback high. And Mike Glennon would be the transition quarterback. And, you know, the transition quarterback now, really, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say if it's, it's good or bad. Uh, it, it's not great because we're just waiting for him. As soon as there's one sign to get this young guy in there, that everybody's put them in. I mean, look how long it took Deshaun Watson. One half, he's in. And the only guy that's probably going to have to sit is Mahomes because Alex Smith is playing so well. Gio and Jones with Phil Sims on CBS Sports Radio. And, of course, that brings me to Alex Smith last night. And a couple of knocks on him was you didn't feel great about him getting the ball down the field. And if you were behind and Alex Smith was your quarterback, you didn't have a ton of confidence in him bringing you back. And, and now you can't say that stuff about Alex Smith. What's been the most impressive part of Alex Smith under Andy Reid and especially this 2017 version of him? 
Well, there, there's, I think there's a lot to it. One, they're a really good football team, really uh, across the board. That's really cool to watch them. They're, they're, if they're not the fastest team in the NFL, they're they're in the top two or three. That's for sure. And I think Andy Reid, uh, you know, Alex Smith is making plays down the field. Uh, he's still very careful. That's the way you got to be as a quarterback. But uh, they're just designing more stuff for him to throw it down the field, and with Hill and then you know getting Kareem Hunt. And Travis Kelsey, I mean, even their other wide receivers, they all can run, so they're all matchup nightmares, and, and that's why it's working. Um, you know, did they design as many plays in the pass down the field? I, I don't know if I knew the numbers, but I know I watch a lot of stuff. And I think I know they've been trying to draft a quarterback high for three years out there in Kansas City. And they, they finally get one, but Alex Smith what probably just drove it over the top where they knew they were going to take one this year, was late last year, and especially the playoff game against Pittsburgh, where, you know, I hate to say it now, but he, he just turned down big throws down the field where he took the safe throw and, um, you know, Kansas City didn't score enough points. They lost a you know, low-scoring close game to Pittsburgh, and I think that was probably like, okay, it's time. we got to get one, see where it goes. Alex Smith has answered the call. There's no question. And um, um, it's just the better he plays, the longer Mahomes sits on the bench, no question. What's your analysis of Deshaun Watson thus far? Well, I, 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 I think it was his game down in against Tennessee was extremely overrated. I don't know why people got so excited. It just wasn't that good. Um, I'm not going to see the faces on YouTube right now. Going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, where's he going with this? Yes, oh, no, 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 no. You, I was oh, with you. You there and you bit like a big old guppy. I did. I definitely <laughs> did. Oh. But, you know, and listen, he I, – I saw a little bit in the Cincinnati game. I went, oh, this is interesting because they have nobody on the field except tackles and, and guards. Right. But once, I, <laughs> once I watched the New England game and in New England – you know, when you're out there as a quarterback, you might be the fastest guy in the field. That's a pretty good thing, too, because New England's defense had no chance of corralling him up front. Um, but, and I said it on the NFL Today this past week. When I watched him at Clemson, and I saw all, almost everything about him, and I followed him for years, I never just seen him step on the gas. You know, every throw is, you know, it's a slant. It's another screen. Oh, lob it up to Mike Williams, and he'll just rip it out of everybody's hands. And I never saw, like, just hey, the guy going across the field, the window or the area to throw into is tight, and just let it go. And he's let more footballs go in these last couple games than I ever saw him throw in his whole career at Clemson. And I understand pro football is different. He's in a different offense. But there's two things. One, he can be calm in the pocket, and he is calm in the pocket, because he knows that something flashes, he can beat him out of there. And the other thing is, um, you know, I don't think I ever sit there and said, I worry about Deshaun Watson. I worried about Bill O'Brien. What's Bill O'Brien going to do when he puts Deshaun Watson in there? Are you going to tell him to go back there and stand there in, a, in the perfect pocket like he has with Tom Brady and every quarterback he's had down in Houston? No, they've livened it up a little. And, it, you know, it inspires the team. We know this. But how about the offensive linemen? Now all of a sudden – they got guys that are rushing the pass. They're going, well, we got to keep this dude in the pocket, and they look better. And then if they let, even if they get by, he's dodging most of them. So it was a great thing. He played New England's defense 
which is not very good against anything. And then he played the Tennessee Titans, who are not very – they're terrible against the pass. So it was a great way to start um, just sitting here this morning going, who do you take Kansas City down in Houston this week? And I'm just wondering, this is, this is going to be an entirely different test uh, for Deshaun Watson. It's going to be fun to watch. Hey, speaking of that Patriots defense, I think it's sort of alarming that they haven't been able to get much better in the early part of this season, especially with the brain trust that they have there. Uh, what needs to happen to get that thing turned around on the defensive side of the ball? Well, you know, it's a good quote. the big thing is the blown assignments. It, it's real. It's not just something all of us talk about. I, I got up yesterday morning. I said, man, I got to watch this game. So I turned it on and I watched it and I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, guys uncovered, running down the field, formations that the Patriots are great at adjusting to, that they had you know, three guys bunched together, and there would be two guys running uncovered. I mean, everybody was chasing the same guy. It was, it was, it, it's alarming when you see that. And, you know, I'm not being derogatory to the Patriots, but they lack team speed on defense, especially up front. You know, when you get the other team in an obvious passing situation, you know, you need a guy that can put some pressure on the quarterback, and they do not have that guy right now, so it hurts. It's like I always say, Ray, Red Shandies, the old Cardinals baseball coach, somebody said something about his team once, and they weren't very good. He goes, hey, look, i got a mule out there in Missouri, <laughs> and I'm running that mule every day. But that mule ain't never going to win the Kentucky Derby, so I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of true. you know. So the Patriots are going to have to find a way to slow offenses down enough just so their offense can get out there and, and just outscore the other team. That, that's what's going Because their offense, man, they're, they're still putting up great numbers, and they got a lot of guys that, that give you tough matchups. Now I know what happened to my 40 acres and a mule. There you go. There he is. You know, I cleaned the story up. The, story <laughs> the book I read was really good, man. I was like, gosh, that's right. That's great. That's great. You know, not to be derogatory towards mules, because, you know, I lived, I grew up on a farm, and, right. you know, we had some mules out there, and they were big old ornery things, man. That's all I know. That's right. We learned on this show, donkeys, mules, they keep the coyotes away. I didn't know that. I didn't either, but wow. uh, apparently that's true. Yeah. Well, uh, you learn Is that it? Y'all just going to sit here and let me die right now? Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's Pretty what much. I was exactly yes. what I was thinking. Was. <laughs> uh, let's see how good Phil is. We're going to get him ready for tonight and inside the NFL. Work yourself out of that one. <laughs> well, it, it, hey, it's easy to work. All I have to do is look across the table and I see this guy. Oh, that's why his name is Boomer Siason. So I just say something derogatory about him and and there we go. And I'm sure that's going to happen today. Tell him to stay out of my closet. He was looking sharp Sunday. Oh, you, there is no way I'm going to tell him he's looking sharp. Well, that jacket was sharp. Maybe not him in it, but the jacket no, was I'm pretty. I'm just saying, you know, he goes, oh, man, do I look good today. <laughs> you, you've seen it. He circles his face. He goes, you know what this is? What is it, Boomer? It's the moneymaker. Oh, God. Oh, that's sickening. <laughs> Nobody loves himself more than Boomer. I would agree with that. Well, guys, have a good morning. Thanks, you too, man. Phil. Take okay, care, man. We'll be watching tonight on Inside the NFL on Showtime's Phil Sims. Also watch him on the NFL today. That was hilarious. Here he goes, you guys are just going to let me die out here? Pretty much. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Was yeah. like I had nothing to say about the mule. Yeah. And we're just going to let him work. He's a pro. Work, work yourself out of this awkward I, I transition. I, even before this, because he's just so real. He's authentic. Yeah, no that's, doubt. That's the man right there. Coming right back. It's the show that Ray Lewis blocked on Twitter.
Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. The Yankees tonight. Oh God! As the playoffs Why start, you have to bring that back up, man. Well, I'm just saying you, you guys, just you're going to be fired. You're going to be fired. I'm going to be very fired up and I'll be at the TV studio doing some inside college football. But oh, one really? hour on football. Oh, that is tough. What time you does that start? Uh, we'll be there till around nine. Okay, but so we'll have screens up. We'll that's have not bad. So you get home, you'll be able to watch yeah. most of the game. At right. Home. Yeah. Um. So, so the the Rams this jersey thing. Ah, oh, that was ugly. So I mean they. This like wasn't a mistake or like wasn't like they no they did it on purpose they wanted to do this why I don't I don't know so they had the white helmets and then the the jerseys that didn't match right the, the white horns or whatever you want to call them yes so I mean I guess that this was their plan this is what they this is what they wanted to do <laughs> you can't I mean in, in looking at it again too and of course I watched plenty of this game against the Cowboys one of the main games I'm paying attention to but looking at it again in these still shots it's, I mean it's it's abhorrent. I agree. It's really, just... yeah, it made no sense, but it worked for them. They won the game, and and you know, usually, if you're not looking good, you're not feeling good, you're not playing good. But uh, they they fought through that that uh, ugly ensemble and and won a big game on the road. Yeah, and and this is now a team that is an it team early on in the mm-hmm. season. It can go one or two ways. Like I remember. It was right around this time last year. Everybody was asking, are you excited about the Vikings? You're excited about the Vikings? And they were like, you know, the talk of the town. And, of course, we know how how that fell apart. Right. Um, and it's a little bit different for a team like Kansas City because Kansas City's been there. They've been to the postseason. This is a team that you you know will be back there again. It's just a matter of getting to that next level. I mean, with a team like the Rams, it's, it's totally different you know, because just a playoff berth would just be a spectacular accomplishment for them. And, and Sean McVay's boy genius today – is he something else in a couple right. of weeks? For the long haul. Can you do it for the long haul? That's going to be the big question. It is for all these coaches, whether you're young and you're just getting your first head coaching job or you're an old head getting uh, your, your head coaching job. So it doesn't matter what, you do, what you've done for us now. What have you done for us lately? That's the key. And can you do it for the long term? So Michael Beasley, since becoming a New York Nick, has taken every every opportunity to – talk about himself and say weird things to get headlines. And he said, the last thing he said was that he's as talented as LeBron James and Kevin Durant. As far as talent-wise, I match up with Kevin and LeBron. I match up with the best guys in the world. I'm not being cocky. It's just always how I felt. But I got into trouble as soon as I got in the NBA and it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Okay, so that mm. left a lot of bad taste in people's mouths. How did that make you not turn into LeBron mm. or Kevin Durant? So it's just a perception of you. It's he, not you as a player. It's just a perception of the you. The dude has or had uh, tremendous talent, incredible talent. And coming out of Kansas State, you know, you, you thought he was going to be a phenomenal pro player, but it just never materialized. So only he can speak to why he derailed his own career that could have rival LeBron or uh, other guys, but uh, he had great talent now. No one ever uh, compared him to a LeBron or someone else, but there was a reason he was the number one pick. Uh, He he could ball, but be quiet. Go prove it now. If you're clean and you straighten your life out, you still have some time to go prove it. Sounds like a Nick to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, too. Sounds like D. Milner. I'm the best quarterback in the game. Where are you right now? (laughs) Thanks to Phil Sims, A.J. Hawk, Mikey B., Petey B., Bogish, and Pierno. And that mule. And that mule. Yep.
Yankees-Twins tonight. We'll see how Brian feels tomorrow morning. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t